From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Monday, February 13th, 2017. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Go to BeantownAthletics.com right now and get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free right now at DraftKings.com by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. Again, use the promo code PIC to play for free with the first deposit. DraftKings is the destination for one-day fantasy sports because at DraftKings, there are no season-long commitments. Just pick your contest, draft your team, and follow the action live. Whether it's NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, or even golf, DraftKings is something for everybody. Set up a private league, or if you're new to DraftKings, join a beginner contest. Huge prize pools every single day, so don't wait. Start your new season right now at DraftKings.com. And again, use the promo code PIC, that's P-I-C, to play for free with your first deposit, DraftKings.com. Pete, what's going on? How you doing today? I'm good. good How was morning. your weekend? Or should I say good afternoon? How was your weekend? It was good. It was we good. snowstormed. You guys closed the shop today. Yeah, we shut down today. But we still came in. We still did. made it in. We always do. Always do. We always make it through the snow. We do. I took a cab in today. <laughs> took a cab in today. Long story. Yeah. Took a cab. But um, <laughs> some, some shitty... <laughs> yeah, long story. <laughs> some shitty weather. As I give that DraftKings read, and, and I tell the people to use my promo code, and... Mm-hmm. And I throw out the different sports that you can put up a lineup for on DraftKings. Major League Baseball is one of them. Today, as we look outside here on Granite Ave in Dorchester, snow on the ground, pitches and catches report to spring training. This is the official day. Now, pitches and catches have been there, right? In fact, positional players are down at spring training already anyways. But, you know... This is the official day, and I guess for people who are all jacked up about Major League Baseball, they like to they like to get these videos. They like to go on Twitter and see the baseball reporters giving them updates. Me, personally, as a Red Sox fan, I won't lie. I do enjoy the Chris Sale updates because it does remind me that Chris Sale is a member of the Boston Red Sox and that baseball is right around the corner, which means... Much warmer weather is right around the corner. Yeah, that's what I always it always reminds me of. <laughs> but, but I'm just I'm not there yet. Like I'm not completely there. Like I, I don't like I didn't get up today going oh I can't wait to see some of the quotes coming out of Fort Myers or I can't wait to hear what John Farrell has to say. I said it on Weei this weekend. I I, I don't right now at this stage of the game when it comes to John Farrell quotes I, I'm just. I don't need to hear what the manager of the Red Sox is saying right now. Not on February 13th. I'm sorry. I don't need to hear it. I am still jacked up about the New England Patriots. In fact, last night, I watched the fourth quarter again of Super Bowl 51 on NFL Network. And I'm going back and forth with a couple different things last night. Uh, did you watch the Grammys, Pete? No. Did you, no, I you did didn't? Not, no. You didn't watch the didn't What bother. did you watch last night? Anything? Because there's your, a lot going on. Yeah. You had the Bruins, Canadians. I watched a little Sunday of night. the fourth quarter like yourself. I, I I've was, watched it four times already. The fourth quarter. It's yes, great. four times. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And um, it, you look at the high tower sack that gets you a fumble. The Trey Flowers sack. The penalty. The fa- The there's idea. There's so that, many plays that you watch <laughs> and you're you, like, holy you, shit, just, this had to happen just, exactly like this. Just watching Arthur Blank on the sideline. Oh, it's the best. He comes down from the booth. 
And he's sitting on the side, the sideline like a dumbass the rest of the game. Oh, man. And his wife oh. looks up at him <laughs> he looks, as they're about to tie it. He looks like a Muppet. <laughs> he looked like he was a Muppet. You know what jumped out to me last night? It's on the direct snap on the first two-point conversion to James White. On the first one. That makes it 28-20. Like, you need both of those two-point conversions. But the first one, the direct snap, James White grabs it. That's not an easy catch. I'm watching that snap going, that was a bullet. And he's like, what? Yeah, he kind of snagged it out of the air. A couple the side. feet in front of yeah. him, he snags it to the side. I'm like, if he doesn't catch that, it's over. Like, so that little play in, in itself, like little things that jump out to you. But I watched the fourth quarter last night once again, and it was just, it, it's just, I don't think I, I want to watch anything else ever again. Honestly, like I, I did get into the Bruins-Canadiens game. Look, the Bruins have a week off now, and they're 3-0 and on the new interim coach, Bruce Cassidy, right? They got a fight at the beginning of the game, Shaw versus Krug, because Krug lit him up not too long ago with a big hit. And good for Krug, drops the mitts, answers, you know, answers the call, I guess, and they fight, and he has a good fight. Krug was throwing bombs. It's a good matchup. Yeah, it was. It was good. I hate Shaw, too. I mean, I hate him. If he's on, he's yeah, one of those guys, say, if yeah. he's on your team, yeah, you love, love him. him yeah. It's like Ma Shan. Right. Like, Everybody probably hates him. You know, even when Ma Shan wasn't an all-star, you know, when, we, when he first came up and was first making an impact, you could tell he had offensive skill, but... The fact that he was kind of a weasel, like I loved having that on my team. But if he, if Shan was on another team, we would hate the guy's guts. We would absolutely hate his guts. Shaw's just perfect for the Canadians too. Yeah, he that is. Type of a player. He is. Yeah, he is. You're right. But you get that fight. Yeah. And um, it's an exciting game because anytime Bruins and Canadians are going, it's exciting. At the TD Garden Sunday night, uh, I, the play-by-play crew wasn't great, but once you get over that and watch the game. Whatever, you're watching it. Bruins get a couple goals from their defensemen. I mean, McQuaid jumps into the play. He gets a nice feed. He puts it in. Char is dangling. They get a new coach. All of a sudden, Char is dangling in the slot and sniping. Uh, shorthanded, by the way. You get a couple goals from defensemen. Look, is this the product of Bruce Cassidy putting in a new system and wanting his defensemen to jump up into the play? I mean, I, I think when Claude was here, they went through many stretches where Claude and the defensemen continued to say, we want the defensemen getting more involved in the offense. I kind of think that's just a product of the new NHL. What I think is happening with the Bruins right now is the human nature effect of a coach like Claude getting fired at this point of the season. The trade deadline coming up, the fact that you still are in a playoff race, all of those things combined, when you fire the coach at that point, it gives the team a little jolt, a little kick in the behind. You're seeing that right now. What's great to see from the Bruins is they're playing this way at home, something we haven't seen all season long. Um, I'm still a Claude Julien guy. Some people have tried to tell me I'm being too negative on the Bruins right now, but I'm a, I'm a Claude Julien guy. And I think... When I look at what Claude brought to the table with regards to his defensemen, they have defensive issues. I just thought Claude was the best coach, I guess, for this group. I just don't think they have the personnel on the blue line that's going to be able to keep up for an entire season here and give you something that will be worthy of of putting this team in a position to, to make a serious run in a Stanley Cup. Like, I just don't see that. I think they still have personnel issues. But some of those personnel issues... Uh, because they have some youth back there at the same time. You know, Carlo, Colin Miller. And one thing I don't want to see 
is the Bruins move either of those two kids, Kahlo or Colin Miller, for someone like Landeskog. Now, you see this picture of Don Sweeney talking to Joe Sackett last night at the Garden on the ninth floor. And I think they said they spent the whole period together talking. You hear the Colorado rumors, Landeskog, and what you might have to give up to, to get him. He's a nice player, but by no means would I be giving up one of your young defensemen to get that guy. If they do make that move, that tells me once again, ownership is, is sending a message. We need to get into the playoffs. And at that point, maybe Sweeney and Neely are making decisions uh, based on their job security, based on what ownership wants and what ownership is telling them to do. I just think there's there's a plan in place with this organization that's being run by ownership that I don't necessarily agree with, and I just felt like firing Claude Julien kind of plays into that plan a little bit, firing him right now. But um, look, the Bruins, you can't deny the, su- the success that they're having right now in these last three games. 3-0 and on to Bruce Cassidy, exciting one last night. They beat the Canadians at home 4-0. Tuka Rass with the shutout. Canadians are struggling. Uh, Montreal, what if they lost six of their last seven? Montreal and Boston, they both go into the week-long break. What? This is new, obviously. You get the week off. I hate it. Pete, What? tell me this. You know NHL players, I know NHL players. Now, I don't know specifically where anybody is going. Let me get that out of the way. I don't. I, I, I haven't even cared to send any text or calls out or messages out to ask anyone where they're going. But you know, and I know, that during this week off that the NHL has given them in the CBA, right? During this week off, you know and I know, and anybody out there either watching on Facebook or listening to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play or on my website knows that these players who have a week off, they're not going to be spending the week at the practice rink. Right? They're not. They're probably going to be spending this week on a beach somewhere, sipping a Mai Tai. I mean, that's the reality of it. Does it come at a good time? No. If you're the Bruins, you should want to keep this thing rolling. They so, just won three in a row. Yeah, hey, and the they, they, look as, they look as good as they've looked all season. Go have some fun. Now, it's, this isn't if I'm not putting this on the Bruins. <laughs> you know, this is just how the schedule played out. But what I am telling you, as somebody that... And I said it over the weekend because I have a weekend radio show on WEI. And um, look, I want to get to the hot topic, the top story, the top sports story of the weekend. To me, it was still the New England Patriots. To me, it was still, well, the Patriots championship was still fresh in my mind. And um, I I wanted to stick with that. And I wanted to get the calls and and listen to the people of Boston and, and hear them react to it because they're still showing the games on NFL Network. I love watching the fourth quarter. As I told you, I watched it again last night, flipping through, watching the Bruins, Canadians, watching the Grammys, watching that. Um, I'll watch that fourth quarter, Patriots, Falcons, Super Bowl 51 for the rest of my life. And I never thought I would ever say I'd enjoy a fourth quarter more than Super Bowl 49. But I do. I actually do. Super Bowl 51. So that was the top story to me. And what I said on WEI over the weekend was, look, if you want to get to Bruins, Here's the deal. Here's where the Bruins will get my full attention. All right, they beat San Jose with Bruce Cassidy. They beat Vancouver with Bruce Cassidy. Here's how you get my attention if you're the Bruins. Beat Montreal at home on Sunday night. You got my attention. And um, you got my full attention. I shouldn't say attention in general because I do watch the Bruins. You know, I'm a hockey fan. Um, I, I, I try to watch everything. Bruins, Celtics. I'm always watching the Celtics. 
I have just given the Celtics a little bit more publicity on this show in the last year and a half because they're actually winning winning games. You know, they're giving you some exciting action. And I just feel like they deserve the publicity more than the Bruins do. So I, I, I told you over the weekend, here's where the Bruins will get my full attention. Win this one last night against Montreal. They did. I'm a man of my word. I'm giving them some attention. That attention can only go so far when you win that game and then tell me that they have a week off, which we all know the Bruins are not spending that week at the New Balance practice facility. I don't know. You might get a couple players doing it. What, nobody's going away? Nobody's going to... They're probably already on a plane, right? Out of here. They got wet snow on the ground. They're not... Who in their right mind would want to be stuck around here? Fucking shitty-ass wet snow. I'd be on a plane. I'd be on a plane, too. I'd be on a beach. And that's just, you know, that's the schedule. So, um... I'd be in Fort Myers. It sucks. (laughs) No, I'd get away from the media. You don't want to be anywhere near the media. Because, you know, you get one guy down in Fort Myers. There's a camera on him. There's a microphone near him. And they're like, oh, we saw him down on a beach. Like, it's one thing if a guy shows up to the next game on their West Coast trip and he's and he's got a tan, right? It's another thing if they he's see got a base. him. If, Just it's a another base. thing if they see him on the beach getting the tan. Like, that's when the reports come out and everybody's talking about you. But, I mean, I don't expect – and I have no – again, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody where they're going, what they're going to do during the week off. I just I just assume that players are going to take off and go somewhere and hit up a beach. They probably had this go, planned all year. Go down to Miami, right? Go to the Dominican for a couple of days. Why not? Yeah, they probably, they probably yeah. planned it during the offseason. So, I mean, what do you do now? Like, where's the Bruins' attention go? Right? And and where's the momentum? I mean, I would have loved to see them keep this going. Again, I'm not putting this on them. This is on the schedule. I, I think the break comes at a great time for Montreal. You lose six or seven. You go to the Garden. I mean, if the shoe was on the other foot, Bruins go to Montreal. They lose. They're the first place team. They lose six of seven. They have a week off. We'd probably all be sitting there going, good timing, great timing. Take, I'd be saying, take a week, hit up the beach, go to the Dominican, you know, do what you got to do. Go down to Miami, sip on a couple of Mai Tais, have a couple drinks, relax, get the stress out, then come back and hit it strong down the stretch. Like, you're playing some of your best hockey. New coach, week off. It's just, it, it, it's not great timing. It's not great timing. And with that said, um, I did watch the game. I'll give him the attention here moving forward, but it looks like we're going to have to wait another week and we'll get into the West Coast trip, some late-night hockey games, and, you know, I'll react to what's going on. But I, I just I, I, I don't want to overreact to three wins. And I don't want to tell you that, like, I'm not trying to knock Bruce Cassidy. He obviously deserves credit for coming in and, uh, you know, being the guy behind the bench of a team that looks like they got a fire lit under their ass. And it didn't look like they had that with Claude Julien behind the bench. I don't know that you can just take three games, though, and proclaim Bruce Cassidy's new system to be a little bit more aggressive in the offensive zone to be the the formula of a Stanley Cup champion. Like, I don't, I'm not going to go there. And anybody that wants me to go there, I think you need to take a couple steps back and reevaluate everything. And, and now, as we get closer to the trade deadline in the NHL, which is March 1st, with two weeks 
I looked at the calendar before the show. Two weeks from Wednesday, March 1st, is the NHL trade deadline. And I guess what scares the living shit out of me is actually seeing Don Sweeney talking to Joe Sackett last night for an entire period. I don't, I don't want to see them give up any young defenseman for someone like Landeskog because what that tells me is they're just trying to get into the tournament. Landeskog's a good player, but he is not one of these franchise-changing forwards that you need to give up a potential franchise-changing defenseman up for. I mean, they've already given up defensemen. I'm trying to get more defensemen. I'm trying to take some of these young defensemen. And you can try to tell me that McAvoy is a kid who's going to come up and be a solid D-man, young D-man for this Bruins team, and he'll be a top-four guy. Fine. But Sedano Chara isn't going to be around much longer. And when he's gone, don't you want to try to you know, retool the, the top four in that on that blue line? So keep Carlo around. Keep Colin Miller around. around. Bring McAvoy up. Like, I, I don't want to move any of these young defensemen, and I just feel like seeing that play out last night, Don Sweeney and Joe Sackick talking for an extended period of time at the TD Garden, there's a, there's a reason why they're having that conversation. I got news for you. They're not talking about uh, who, you know, their Grammy prediction winners. Like, that's not what they were doing. Yeah, you know, they weren't talking about what happened at Super Bowl 51. They were talking about a potential trade. And the rumors that we've heard to get Landeskog, maybe a Kahlo, I don't know, maybe a Colin Miller. I, I don't want to see that. And I, I guess I fear that, that that's what we might see after that conversation. But uh, they'll have a week off, trade deadline, two weeks from Wednesday. In the NHL, we'll see what the Bruins do. But you had that last night. I watched that. You had the Grammys. You had the fourth quarter Patriots-Falcons I watched. The Grammys, Pete. I, I, You know, first of all, I saw a lot of big names that weren't even there. Like, I don't think Drake was there, right? Now, now granted, I, I wasn't locked in. We weren't locked into the whole Grammys. But I did see a couple things that I have major questions about. Like... And I'll get back. I'll get some NFL thoughts. Major I know I get questions. Major questions. <laughs> like, Adele wins Album of the Year and Record of the Year, and those are the final two awards, and they give them out back-to-back. And she's, like, crying, and she's praising Beyonce in front of her, and she's like, I can't accept this, Beyonce. Like, you should have won. Am I supposed to... Let me ask you. This is a serious question. Am I supposed to feel bad for Adele? Like, why, how can I watch her and I'm like, I feel like... Because she's like, crying. Like, she wants me... Like, I'm supposed to feel bad for her. Why does everybody just suck each what? other's dicks all wait, the time? What? Why? Why do they got to do that? But wait a minute. What is... Is there a serious... Like, Take a, your award and get the Is there something the about Adele that I should know that I should actually feel bad for her? I have no Has something... Ha- like, honestly, like, I... I I don't know. I wish I... And I, I'm not trying to yeah. sound like a dickhead right now, I but I, I, I don't, I don't pay enough attention to Adele or what she does. I hear her songs. I hear her music. You love them. A ph- she has a phenomenal <laughs> voice. I don't, but I even hear the music. I'm like, great voice. Phenomenal voice. But should I, I... Even when she's singing, I'm like, am I supposed to feel bad for her in this song? And then I see her on stage and she's crying and, and her, you know, her lower Cheer lip is quivering. Up. Her lip is quivering. And she's like, look at talking to Beyonce and Beyonce's another one. Like, I feel like I, I should... Drive by Gate of Heaven Church later today, and they should be doing the windows, the stained glass windows over, and putting Beyonce's face all over them. 
Like, who does she think she is? And what has Beyonce ever done? <laughs> that she deserves this, like, like I, I don't, I don't get it. Tell me, what have these two, like, what's going on here? Why does everybody feel so bad? Shouldn't they be happy? They're but on that, top of the world right now. I'm honestly confused with Beyonce. Like, who does she think she is? This, these, these it's are Queen serious. B. That's Queen these, B. These serious questions I have. All right, she's pregnant. Okay. <laughs> like, what, what? At what point am I supposed to go? Beyonce's pregnant again? Oh God. She should be running my church. I should be praying to her. That's what she wants. She wants us to like pray to her. Right. They're painting the ceilings over at Gate of Heaven in St. Bridget's this week with Beyonce photos. Because she's pregnant again. I don't... She's hanging off a chair. She's going to fall. I mean, don't you think that's a little unhealthy for the baby? I don't know. Laying backwards like that? Upside down on a on a chair? I, there's just something about the whole thing that I don't understand. And, and And everybody is just loving it. I don't get it. And maybe they're not loving it. I don't know. I don't pay enough attention to the, to the music scene like that. But Adele and Beyonce, I have major questions. Like, am I supposed to feel bad for Adele? I don't know why I would, but she wants us to. And Beyonce, like, who does she think she is? I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm just, I'm missing something. There's something that's missing. And maybe it's because I don't really pay attention to these award shows. And I don't pay attention to the music gossip. I don't know. But, um... Anyways, I do know Adele said she couldn't accept the award, and yet she still accepted it. So, Grammys were okay. They were okay. But, um... Did you see CeeLo Green? No. You didn't see what he looked like? No, I didn't. He was, like, dressed in this gold... Uh, I don't know, he looked like a gold figure. Oh, and, and speaking of Adele. <laughs> speaking of... Again, Dude, it was Adele, wild. She messed up on the... The tribute, right? The tribute. tribute and... She said, oh, no, I gotta, I, I, have to, I have to do it over. And now I'm going, oh, wow. Like, at first, I'm like, oh, wow. Look at, I bought in. I was such a sucker. I'm like, she messed up. I'm this like, I can't believe it. Look at this. She messed up. Live TV, the Grammy. She's going to do it again. Do? And then I'm like thinking, I'm, I'm going, she's got everybody talking about this the next day. She did it on purpose. She got you. She did it on purpose. That's she what they you. do. They do this stuff. They do That's this they crazy do. stuff on purpose. Because there's so much to talk about. They They want you to remember those moments so you're talking about them the next day. That's why Kanye West does what Kanye West does. Right? That's why he does it. So we're all talking about it the next day. Oh, Kanye went crazy. Oh, he went nuts. Really? We're all talking about Kanye going nuts. And he loves that. You think that drives him nuts that we're talking about him going nuts? No. He loves it. So, I mean, then Adele messes up. She wants us talking about her, and then she wants us feeling bad for her. I don't get it. I don't feel bad for her. Maybe I don't know the whole story, and maybe I sound like a dickhead to people that do know the whole story, but someone who doesn't know the whole story, I get a feeling, and I get this sense that she wants, Adele wants us to feel so bad for her, and I'm sorry, when I sense that she wants us to feel bad for her, I hate her guts. You don't. That's Listen what I to her do. lyrics. And then Beyonce, it's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, you're an entertainer, and you're pregnant. Great. Let's move it along. Because I don't even know what you were doing up on that stage. In fact, all it did was really make me dizzy. They had, like, illuminations and shit. I'm like, what? Give me the NFL Network, fourth quarter. <laughs> Patriots, here we go. 
You want a real God? You want somebody to pray to? <laughs> yes. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Yes. Right? The Church of Belichick <laughs> and Brady. And Belichick and Brady we trust. Anyway, that's what we had going last night. Um, and that's really what we had going this weekend. Um, the NFL offseason. I can't ignore the Celtics completely because they have three games left before the All-Star break next weekend, which is going to be a great opportunity for Brad Stevens to hang around these All-Stars. Brad Stevens and his Celtics coaching staff, they'll be the coaching staff for the Eastern Conference in the NBA All-Star game next weekend. Uh, That'll be a great opportunity for the Celtics, great opportunity for Brad Stevens, and, you know, to really just shoot the shit with these guys. I'm I'm not asking Brad Stevens to get into the, to the huddle in a timeout and draw up a play and have one of the All-Stars go, oh, wow, Brad Stevens knows what he's talking about. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for Brad Stevens to shoot the shit, right? Weasel your way around All-Star weekend, hang out with a couple couple All-Stars, just get in their ear. Recruit, I guess is the word I'm looking for. But recruit, but don't make it look like you're recruiting. So maybe recruit is the wrong word. But it's, it's going to be a great opportunity. I think for Brad Stevens to show himself, show his personality, shoot the shit with some of these big-name players, and you never know what could happen, I don't know, next week. The NBA trade deadline is a week from this Thursday. It's next week. NBA trade deadline, February 23rd, 3 o'clock. Celtics are the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I don't think they'd beat Cleveland in a seven-game series if they would apply them. I think they can beat anybody else currently constructed. And, you know, Avery Bradley banged up. What what is that? I guess I look at that and go, what does that mean for his trade value? Because if the Celtics are going to make a move, they might have to trade someone like Bradley. They might have to trade someone like Jay Crowder. They might have to trade someone like Marcus Smart. I guess when I look at it, you you see how Smart's playing here. You've had Avery Bradley out. I love what Marcus Smart brings to the table. And um, you go back to that playoff game against Atlanta last year where he just lit it up. And you look at the defense that he plays, I just, he's kind of a nut, and I love that. I think you need some of that. I do. It hasn't really worked out, that that nuttiness hasn't worked out in his favor with the officials a lot, but I think the longer he is in the league, and the more maybe he can control himself, and the longer he can control himself a little bit, uh, as long, you, you still need to have some of, some of that nuttiness in you, I think. I, I, to, to play that type of defense, to be a ferocious defender, and I, I, I love it. I love everything that Smart brings to the table. I don't think I would move him. Now, you need to tell me the deal first. But when you talk about potential trades, we're looking at the Brooklyn picks, and we're looking at players on the roster that you're going to have to move. So I guess I just wonder what the Avery Bradley injury does to his trade value if he would be somebody involved in a, in a trade package. If the Celtics don't do anything major... Would they be able to beat Cleveland in a seven-game series? I wouldn't put my money on it. I think they'd give them a run for their money. I do. I think they'd give them a run for their money. I, I, I think they'd give them fits. But ultimately, I don't think they'd be able to stop Cleveland in a seven-game series. They're going to need something else. Whether it's uh, somebody who can be you know shoot the ball lights out from the outside at that three. Or just, just a, some ferocious big that... Is, is can be dominant in this league on both ends of the floor. I, um, I don't know that that guy's available. So the guys we're going to be talking about next week get heading into next Thursday. You know, it's going to be the Jimmy Butlers. It's going to be the Paul Georges. You know, those guys. Um, and yeah, I would, I would absolutely make a move for one of those two. 
I think I take George first. But I guess I don't know if, if I'm Indy, if I'm the Pacers, am I moving him? I, I just, something doesn't seem right about that if they do. I, it's right, something wouldn't seem right. But hey, the Brooklyn picks, they can be a funny thing. They might, they, those are some major assets, especially looking at when you look at the standings and what those Brooklyn picks could be. But that's what we're going to be talking about next week in the NBA trade deadline there. So I will not ignore the Celtics. But as the NFL is still fresh in my mind, and we got time for baseball. I told you pitches and catches report today, but I'm not getting into that right now. I can't do it. I, I, I think I gave a little rant last week about the rule changes that they're trying to put in. Start extra innings with a runner on second base. I mean, we do that in a wiffle ball tournament. You, don't, you do that in a wiffle ball tournament. You don't do that in Major League Baseball. But, um... I'll get to I'll get this. We have plenty of time for baseball, spring training, World Baseball Classic in March. Uh, before you know, it, we'll be filling out brackets. But NFL is still fresh in my mind, and the NFL offseason begins. Well, really, the the new NFL year begins March 9th. The new league year begins March 9th. Free agency that's when it begins. Franchise tag deadline is March first. It's important. It's an important date to know because. If you're thinking of the New England Patriots and you're thinking about Super Bowl 52 and you have to be because over the weekend, the Patriots trademarked the phrase blitz for six. Do you know this, Pete? They trademarked blitz for six, which means that they are going to put that shit on everything. Sweatshirts, T-shirts. They, I, what, they had the, the, the drive for five bus this year, right? They're going to have the blitz for six bus heading to Minnesota next year. That's the goal. And if that's the goal, then I should be looking at this thing right now thinking to myself, they're going to bring Hightower back. They're going to bring Butler back. Um, You're thinking gonna... defense. I'm thinking right? defense because Tom Brady's the quarterback. Yeah. Is Bennett going to be back? I will sit here and tell you that if I had to put my money on it, I'd put my money on someone else giving him more money than the Patriots will give him. You got some real nuts calling to me on WEI this weekend wanting to trade Gronk, and that makes no sense. If you're the Patriots, the only trade, big-time trade that you make this offseason is trading Jimmy Garoppolo because you look at the draft order and you look at the teams that are going to be at the top of this draft order that need quarterbacks. Cleveland, number one pick, they need a quarterback. San Francisco, number two pick, they need a quarterback. The Bears, uh, I mean, come on. We, we all know they need a quarterback. Jacksonville, they're not going to be going for a quarterback. Tennessee's not either. Uh, the Jets, who knows? The Chargers, no, they're not going to be going for a quarterback. But the Bills, quarterback. I mean, you got teams that need a quarterback. I think we all have our eyes on maybe San Francisco or Cleveland. You know, Cleveland has the number one pick. They also have the number 12 pick when basically they pass on Carson Wentz and get last year and go with that trade with Philly. That number 12 pick, they could look at it and go, all right, we passed on Wentz, but... Um, we could get Garoppolo in a trade. And I could see that happening. But if, if I'm making a trade from the Patriots, it is Garoppolo. It's not Gronk. Because if you trade Garoppolo, it would make no sense to trade Gronk. Because that means you're committed to Tom Brady. And if you're committed to Tom Brady, why wouldn't you want Gronk around for that? Especially where Gronk is under contract for the next, what, three years? Through 2019, it's at an affordable rate. And, I mean, his contract, take a look at that. That is an absolute bargain 
for Rob Gronkowski. And people who say, well, he doesn't stay healthy. I'm going to, with that contract and him being seriously underpaid, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to risk. I'm going to take a risk. Is it even a risk? I think the reward is greater than the risk based on the contract. And the reward is Gronkowski actually on the field and you being a better offense than you were last year, this past year, winning a Super Bowl without him. That's a scary thing for the rest of the league. I'm not trading Gronk. I don't I don't see any situation in which the Patriots do it. But I keep Gronk. I would trade Garoppolo. And if those are the things you're going to do when it comes to your own players, March 1st is an important day because it's franchise tag deadline day. And what that also means is that you're looking at someone like Dante Hightower. And you're thinking to yourself, what is it going to cost us to keep him around? on a multi-year deal. I don't have the answer to that. What I do have the answer to is that Dante Hightower, it'll cost you $15 million for one season to give him the franchise tag as a linebacker in this league. $15 mil to keep Hightower on the franchise tag. Would I do it? Yes, I would do it. And I would do it taking some of that money, adding it into the guaranteed money that maybe you could give Hightower in a multi-year deal but you give him the tag before March 1st, you give yourself some more time to work out that contract, knowing that you'd like to maybe spend the next couple months trying to get another team to trade for Garoppolo and seeing if you can get a first-round pick there, right? Um, but that's that's what I'd be doing before March 1st is I'd be putting the franchise tag on Hightower. I don't think Butler's going anywhere because he's a restricted free agent. I think Logan Ryan is as good as gone because I do think someone will pay him. And, and that's not a knock on Logan Ryan. I think that's just a credit to the Patriots system. They, they, they know what they're able to do. When they do lose some guys, they'll plug someone in. And next year at this time, we'll be talking about someone that, uh, that will be at that other cornerback position, whether it's in the slot, uh, whether it's somebody on the other side of Butler. Who knows? There'll be somebody there that they, they pick up somewhere, whether it's off the street, whether it's in the draft, whether it's... Uh, you know, in a trade, who knows, they'll pick up someone. But that's where my attention turns to as we get over the emotional roller coaster that was Super Bowl 51. But it was great to watch the fourth quarter again last night. And actually, all weekend long, I watched the other Super Bowls. Because NFL Network, they played every Patriots Super Bowl, beginning with the one, you know, that they beat the Rams in 01 02, right? That Super Bowl. It's what, Super Bowl 36? Is that the one? Is that what it was, Super Bowl 36? I lose track of the numbers. There's just been so many of them. Yeah, there's been so many oh, of Jesus. them. There's been so many Super Bowls the Patriots have been in in the last 14 years, 15 years, that I'm starting to lose track. I've been caught watching all of the montages I see on uh, my Facebook feed of, like, Brady just driving down the field in yeah. every Super Bowl. Well, I'm watching, that, well I'm watching that Rams oh, it's Super Bowl. And, you know, the Ty Law interception... Um, on Kurt Warner, then, you know, you got the Panthers, then you got the Eagles game. And what's fascinating about that game is the way that Philadelphia, Donovan McNabb, just Andy Reid, they didn't, it was like, they thought it was the third quarter, the way they were playing that thing with the time on the clock. And you, you're like, what's going on? And then the Rodney Harrison interception, he's waving the arms around. Um, and then of course you got the, the two Giants games. Yeah. I watched those I on Saturday night. I watch those, you know, and it's. You watch the highlights. No, I watch the game. You watch. The they show the game. game. Wow. I watch the game. Oh. The games. 
I know. I don't know what I'm doing to myself. But I couldn't I couldn't stop going back to yeah. it. You know what I mean? The Celtics were on Saturday night. I was watching that. Uh, they were in Utah. Went over the Jazz. But I couldn't stop myself from going back to the losses against the Giants. Now, I think the last two Super Bowl wins have made it easier for me mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny. I got a call on WEI yesterday. Somebody called in. They said, oh, Tom Brady's a couple, just a couple plays away from... From not having any Super Bowls. <laughs> I thought you going to say from having seven. And I, that's what I said. I go, <laughs> well, if Christ. you can say that, Jesus. then I'll come to you and I'll say, he's a couple <laughs> plays away from being 7-0 and oh in the Super Jesus Bowl. Christ. Because that, that first Giants game, holy shit. I mean, just... Watching Eli in the fucking pocket get grabbed. <sighs> See, this... this... It's, you, you're watching, you're like, how the fuck does he get out of it? How does mm. he get out of it? Asante Samuel... Oh, my God. Catch, catch so the many. fucking football. <laughs> catch the football. How do you not catch that thing? Um, it's crazy. But there were, there were even other plays leading up leading up to the Tyree catch. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, like you watch it again, so it's fresh in your yeah, mind. Yeah, and, and, but, you know, Samuel, it's like, just catch the football. <sighs> and what I forgot all about, and it, it did refresh my memory, and it kind of brought me back to this year's Super Bowl because – when when James White gets in in overtime, mm-hmm. you know I don't know about you, but me. Yeah, everybody wanted to see the confirmation. I'm going. Right? Yeah, what's right. what's the deal? I'm not celebrating yet. What's going on? They made the call. You know, Joe Buck makes the call, and I listened to most of the calls that they made, radio, TV, national, local, and everybody makes the the right call, which is James White gets in, touchdown, Patriots win. They give that right away, even though they know they're going to review it. They give that call. And that's the right thing to do. But you saw Brady. You saw Edelman mic'd up. You know, Belichick comes over mm-hmm. to him. Edelman's like, oh, coach, what's going on? And Belichick's like, it's over. It's over. And Belichick's... Be- no, nope, they reviewed it. And, they- yeah, like, yeah. and Edelman, Edelman believes him. Yeah. And that's when you know. Matt Ryan comes over to Brady to give him a handshake. And Brady's going, no, no, they're going to review this. This isn't over yet. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was. You know, if some people, people celebrate... People trying to shake my, your hand. And you're like, room, no, 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 it's not over. It's not over Get yet. away. Back up. It's not over yet. Don't Get off the field. Get out of the way so of the TV. everybody's on the field, and, you know, I, I think it was Joe Buck or Troy Aikman, I think it was Troy Aikman, who said, well, I don't know how they're going to play this one yeah. out if they, if they reverse this call. And, um... The confetti was coming down at that confetti point. Confetti was coming yeah. down. So, going back to the first Giants Super Bowl, and the way that ended, it, it wasn't over. There right. was still time on the clock. Now, the game was over. Right, right, we right, knew it was right, over. Right. But... There was time on the clock. They just, the Giants just had to kneel it because it was, you know, turnover on downs. Mm-hmm. They get the ball back. Um, the Giants get the ball. They just have to kneel it. There's two seconds on the clock. Patriots are walking off the field. They have to still run a play to, to, to run the clock out. And some Patriots, you know, guys on the defense came back out just to be out in the field while they run a play. But everybody was on the field. Belichick comes out, him and Coughlin, they shake hands, middle of the field. There's still two seconds on the clock. <laughs> Belichick's walking off. I mean, I'm just, you know, you can only imagine what everyone's thinking with the undefeated seat, the potential undefeated season, 19-0, and instead it's 18-1, and and they're walking off the field going, what what just happened? How does this game? And then Hobbs on um, Plaxico. Oh, gosh. And it's just like, I'm thinking to myself, if he's going to catch the ball in front of you and beat you that way, fine. But don't jump. Don't try to. He's trying to jump the route, and he beats him. He's it's just, as I watch that. The end of that game pissed me off, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then the next Giants 
Super Bowl. What pissed me off and I know you had the Manningham grab late, but it was the way that game began. All the emotions I had. Brady in the end zone. Just throws it in the middle of the field. Oh, the safety, right? In safety, yeah, intentional right. ground in safety. Right. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Right. That's how you're going to begin this game against this team? Oh. I just, it, it was the way that one began that, that pissed me off. But I watched them. I couldn't stop watching them. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the Seattle. But they, doesn't, isn't it funny? We were in it a couple years ago, the day after that game, where Malcolm Butler picks it off. And we're talking about how that's the greatest. Yeah. Fourth quarter. This is the greatest finish to a Super Bowl you're ever going to see, right? Ever. <laughs> and then we get this. And I'm watching this fourth quarter last night, and I'm thinking to myself, I never thought it would get better than that Malcolm Butler interception. But it did. It did. It did. So much better. And it's not just because <laughs> this is the most recent. I think sometimes you can say that. You get caught up in the moment. You know, you forget about how you actually did feel emotionally two years ago. And you say, well, the most recent is the most special. That's not why I'm saying this. It's a comeback. I mean, you can, it's 28 to 9 with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it, it's, they needed everything to go their way. We talked about with Malcolm Butler how he had to actually catch the ball yeah, to win the game. Much like, and I will say this again, because I, when it comes to Atlanta being stupid and not running the football, Fine. They were stupid. Mm-hmm. They should have ran the football. Matt Ryan shouldn't keep dropping back, especially when they're in field goal range. Right? <laughs> You're in field goal range. When it's 28-20, you get that big play from Freeman. All right, fine. You know what? High tower, fumble sack, field position, touchdown, 28-20. Then you get Freeman, big play. Alandon Roberts falls down. I got to give credit. Somebody called in yesterday said Alandon Roberts did get up off the ground and he chased down Freeman, and if he didn't, Freeman was in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And he's right. You watch that again. He chased him down like 40-yard sprint, and he caught him from behind and took him down. He doesn't do that. Freeman's gone. Touchdown. Um, but, you know, when, you, when they get down, your Julio Jones catch, you're going, not again. They're in field goal range. Game's over. They decide to drop back to pass. Trey Flowers sack. And, all right, fine. You needed that. If you're the Patriots, you needed them to do something stupid, but you still needed to get the sack. Like, if Matt Ryan drops back to pass and just throws it away, mm-hmm. That's okay. and it's an incomplete pass, they still win. They still kick a field goal, win a game, even if there's a 10-yard penalty. Because they're probably going to run the ball. Because they're that. at the 23. If he throws an incomplete pass, Trey Flowers doesn't get the sack. And they get the 10-yard penalty, it's back to the 33. It's a 50-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. That's doable. You would think that they would... I'd put my money on them making that, mm-hmm. and the game's over. But on top of it all, they were still stupid to throw it. You get the sack. You get the penalty. They're out of field goal range. You get the ball back. You have to go, what is it, 91-yard drive, I believe? It's a long drive. Okay? You still have to not just drive down and get a touchdown. You have to also get another <laughs> two-point conversion. So it's just like, you'd watch. I'm watching it again last night. I'm going... They literally, even though Atlanta gave them a chance, there was no, there was no room to make any mistakes in those moments. And I go back to the first two point conversion where James White it, he catches that ball in the direct snap. It's like that wasn't, man, that was not an easy catch. And and I know the Edelman catch was great. And right. I still watch it in real time, and I go, I don't think he caught it. But then you watch the replay, you're like, yeah, he did. The, James, James White, I'm telling you, watch that direct snap again. He picks that thing yeah. up. I'm going. 
that's a crazy grab. That's crazy. That thing bobbles a little bit in his hands. It's, it's over. We're not. What are we doing now? We're we're crushing Legarrette Blunt for that fumble. We're talking about Brady and the offensive line not protecting him again, and him throwing big picks throughout the postseason. Right? I guarantee you. If if the Patriots lose that game the way they did, you know what the conversation would be right now. The conversation wouldn't be trade Jimmy Garoppolo, blitz for six. The, the conversation would be keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And I wouldn't be coming from me. I, I'm all in on trading Jimmy Garoppolo and sticking with Brady here the next couple of years and going all in on the Brady era. Going all in, right? Um, and Victor Cruz, by the way, released by the Giants. I don't know if anyone, receivers, you want to talk about they lose a Bennett, bring in another receiver. I don't know. The, the Patriots will figure it out. But here's the deal. Um... If the Patriots lose that game the way it looked like they were going to lose, the conversation from some people who have a major platform in this town would be keep Garoppolo, do something with Brady. Because in the postseason, Brady showed a couple picks, a couple bad plays. Uh, people would say, oh, he's feeling the effects of some injuries. You know, he didn't even play a full season. He still looks like this. You know people would be saying that. I wouldn't be, but people would be. People who have a major form, uh, a major platform, would be saying this stuff. But instead, what are we doing? Blitz for six. I'm telling you to keep Gronk. I'm telling you to trade Garoppolo. I'm telling you to, you need to bring in another offensive lineman to, to do something with this O-line and make it look like Dallas's. B- do it. Because the, the better you make this offensive line, the longer Brady's going to be around and the, the, the more attempts at championships you will have because of that. But um, I'm still in Patriots mode, man. I know, look, I'm try- I'll give the Bruins attention. They got a week off now. They got a week off. And what do we do with that week off? Well, I'll watch the Celtics. They have three games this week, right? I'll pre- I'm sure they'll be playing some more Super Bowl stuff on <laughs> NFL Network, and I'm sure I'll go back and watch it. Because they'll come out with another, like, mic'd up one, right? Or is they that have the, on- the FX. Is that the only one they did on Showtime? I watched some of the FX. Was it on Showtime? They did one on Showtime, Oh, it's yeah. on NFL Network. They have another one on NFL Network. Oh, they have Network. one, it's probably they have the one same, on Showtime? It's probably yeah. the same one. It's probably the same stuff. NFL Films. Oh, it's awesome. Right, it's awesome though. Uh, it is great, but I'll keep watching that stuff, and uh, I'll keep my eye on any news at spring training. But I'm just not there with spring training yet. Uh, we'll get there. I'm not there yet. I think and I'm going down this year. Are you? Yeah, you're going down. Yeah, must be I nice. So. Yeah, must be Couple nice. Days. I always say, much like the Super Bowl, I always say I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. <laughs> I'm not gonna make it <laughs> no. ever. Minnesota, I'm not though. Make it. Minnesota, Minnesota, next yeah. year, Minnesota. We'll the that. blitz for six. Yep, we'll, the blitz for we'll six. And what other phrase? Oh, the Patriots trademarked no days off. Stop it. Yeah. Stop they it. They trademarked blitz for six and no days off. And because uh, that's what Belichick was chanting yeah, was <laughs> at the parade, talking to a bunch of people who oh, took the awesome. day off. <laughs> um, and he, you know he thought of that. You know that he was laughing about that. He was laughing because he knew what he was doing. That's uh, Belichick's a smart dude. Okay, I can't believe they trademarked it. Uh, they trademarked that, and they're gonna put it on t-shirts, sweatshirts. And speaking of t-shirts, sweatshirts, that should be Patriots my t-shirt. Related no stuff. days off. No days that off. That should be my shirt. Yeah, yeah. Print Fuck. me one too while you're at damn it. Damn it. Print me one. God damn you, Bill. Um, speaking of t-shirts, you remember Matt Patricia getting off the plane yes. wearing the Boston oh, Sports yes. Roger Goodell clown t-shirt? Um, the NFL, according to reports this weekend, and I talked about this over the weekend on WEI a little bit, 
The NFL, the owners, and Roger Goodell, they are pissed off at Patricia wearing that t-shirt. They're also pissed off at Robert Kraft's podium, championship podium comments, which weren't crazy to me at all. He said, this is the sweetest one. (laughs) Something along those lines. Like, this one is the sweetest. He said the same thing, though. When you go back, and I watched the, the ceremony after they won Super Bowl 49 against Seattle, you remember, Deflategate was fresh. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to the point where we ended up with it, which I never thought we'd be to, this, to that point. But it was fresh because it just began, and it was like, all right, you're going to go to the Super Bowl, and you're going to put the Patriots through this right now with the, with the air pressure and a football? Yeah. And, and Robert Kraft gets up on the podium. They're booing, they were booing Goodell <laughs> in 40, Super Bowl 49. Not as loud as they were this one, but they were still booing Goodell. And I don't care. You, the, the booing the commissioner doesn't get me worked up. They do it to Bettman all the time. Gary Bettman, when he comes out with he the cup. He gets heat all oh, the time. get Bettman. I'm, I'm surprised they don't throw shit at him. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do that. But I'm surprised they don't throw shit at him. They, they boo him big time. But uh, they should boo, boo Goodell. He's a, he's a donkey. But and, Kraft specifically said, over the last two years, a lot has transpired. Yep. That's what... That's what he said. He was specifically calling him out, I think. In Super Bowl 51. Yes. But after Super Bowl 49, he also said, this one is special, (laughs) and the Patriots fans know why. (laughs) And he's right. He he was talking about the flake gate. Yeah. Um, So the NFL's pissed off. At that, they're pissed off at Patricia's Boston Sports T-shirt. And I think they need to get over themselves. You know what I would do if I'm the Patriots? Right? Because clearly there's this rift between the rest of the league and the New England Patriots to the point where it seems like the Patriots, if they had the ability to start their own league, they would. And I don't know, maybe Don Yee is onto something. Tom Brady's agent is going to start this new league. Maybe he's onto something. I don't know. Maybe the Patriots are behind it. I have no idea. Maybe Brady one day will be the commissioner of Don Yee's new league. <laughs> and the league will be better. It will be, I, I don't know how, but it will be. I don't, again, I'm just, hear me out. If I'm the Patriots, forget about the new league. This is the league we're in, the NFL, okay? It seems like there's the rest of the league versus the New England Patriots. If the NFL owners are going to get so worked up and they're going to piss and moan and get their panties in a bunch and they're going to use $100 bills to, to wipe their tears, here's what the Patriots should do. They should say, okay, you mad at us? You hate us? Guess what? When we have free agents, don't sign them. You don't want anything to do with the Patriots? Don't sign any of us. Don't sign anyone. Don't, don't bring in anyone that we had and try to take our guys and sprinkle them in to your organizations. Don't, don't take anyone. You hate the Patriots so much. You hate everything we do. You think that we cheat. You think that... Oh, you know, we have to do this, that, and the other thing behind the scenes with footballs or cameras to win championships. Then guess what? Don't take our guys to try and help your organizations win. And then let us just keep our guys and see what will happen. Don't sign any Patriots that become free agents. Don't sign Bennett. Don't sign Logan Ryan. Don't try to give any office to Hightower if we don't franchise tag him. Right? Don't, don't do any of that stuff. Alan Branch, don't re-sign him. LeGarrette Blunt, don't re-sign him. You don't, you don't like what we do. Don't take our guys. The NFL and their owners, and I know, I'm exaggerating a little bit, obviously, but you get my point. 
other owners in the NFL, they're just going to cry and complain about the Patriots, but yet they'll be so quick to jump out there and give Martellus Bennett big money. Why? Because they want some of that Patriot championship sprinkled into their organization. They'll go out and they'll give Logan Ryan big money. Why? Because they want what they would, the Patriots are doing defensively to be sprinkled into their organization. Okay? They'll give up more for Jimmy Garoppolo than they would Tony Romo in a trade. Why? Because Garoppolo has been preparing under Tom Brady's wing. McDaniels, Belichick, Patricia, the rest of the league knows, but yet they want to continue to sit and cry about it. I just don't, I feel like at this point, there's so much crying and complaining from other NFL owners, I just feel like they shouldn't be able to have it both ways. Like, what is it? Like, why are you actually mad at the Patriots? You think they're rubbing something in right now? Because it's a fucking t-shirt. It's a podium, it's a championship podium statement from an owner that just wins a Super Bowl. Another one. After you suspended his quarterback for four games. You don't expect him to show any emotion in that moment? These guys are just, they're the worst humans on the face of the earth. They have so much money. And all they do is complain about things in their league, like little things. This stuff should be non-existent in their lives. They should not give a shit about a t-shirt that another team's defensive coordinator is wearing getting off a plane. He's celebrating a championship. Forget forget about that. You know what the NFL owners should be doing? They should be getting ready for the draft. They should be getting ready for this offseason to try to put a team together that can maybe beat the Patriots, regardless of what t-shirts they're wearing. You know Bill's getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> he's at that Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And, and I guarantee you he's got the phone out. I guarantee you that, I don't know, there's, some, there's somebody there. There's somebody else there he's, he's talking to. Something. Always something. He's there for a reason. For Wild Bill. Wild Bill Belichick. Um, so there you go. That's what we had this weekend. That's where my thoughts are at. But one, actually, there's one more thing. There's one more thing, Pete. And, and I have been bad at keeping up with the WWE. So I found out today that last night there was another pay-per-view. That's what you used to call them. Now they have the network. It's just a Sunday night event. Um, I, st- I will still call them pay-per-views. What, Elimination Chamber? I don't get that. I don't know what that is. I was going to ask you, but I don't know I'm what not it up to date is. I have never watched it. Yeah. I've seen a clip. I don't get it. Um, I watched the Royal Rumble. I'll watch WrestleMania and a couple other events here and there. And if the old guys, if I get word on Twitter that an old guy is, like, returning, I'll, I'll tune in. You know, they're dropping like flies. So, it's, it, I'm tuning in less and less. Yeah, we talked about the taker looking like he was going to croak Ooh, during, I mean, the, they, during the rumble. What are they going to do what, what, when what he they, dies during an event? <laughs> they're going to they sell it. They're going to sell it that way. I, and I don't mean They're going to put him in a like, casket. I don't mean it. I don't They'll mean put him in a casket. I'm not here to joke about death of an actual human. But, I mean... But he is the Undertaker. Have you ever thought of that? Like, do you think Vince McMahon has thought of that? That sick bastard? The sick bastard that created the XFL? Their plan B. <laughs> like, what does he do if the Undertaker... And he is going to wrestle at WrestleMania. He is going to die in the ring, probably. What are they going to do when the... Un- and I say when, because, yeah, it's going to happen. What are they going to do when the Undertaker... Doesn't sit up. <laughs> like, how are they going to handle that event? I'll be curious to know. The, the ref is still giving him the, the 10 count. 
I, I don't mean to joke he's about down it. down on the mat. Like, but what are they going to do when the Undertaker's supposed to sit back up and he doesn't? And when he rolls the eyes back and they don't flip back down, how are they going to handle that moment? Have they ever thought about that? I'm sure they've thought about it. I'm sure they have. I mean, this they used Paul Bearer's ashes and his actual ashes in the urn as a storyline like two days after he died. Leading up to WrestleMania. They had, like, CM Punk dump his ashes out of an urn. I know. Obviously, it's not his real ashes. But you get what I'm saying. They They probably were. You know what? You're right. They probably were. They probably were. How are they going to handle that? The Undertaker, not when he's supposed... All right, here he goes. Supposed to sit up. Supposed to kick out of the three count. And it's just like... You know what I mean? How do they handle that one? Anyways... Uh, the, the lights go out and they come back on and he's still laying there. Uh, the eliminate's going to be quite a moment. The elimination chamber last night, apparently Bray Wyatt won the championship. And you know, from when I do watch, I've told you and I've told the audience, I don't understand how this guy isn't the champ. He's the best on the mic. He's the best in the ring. Uh, he's got the best personality. The fan base with the fireflies and the phones. I mean, I've been in the building for, for one of those things. This guy's got it all. Why isn't he the champ? So he wins the championship last night. And I'm thinking, well, I need... So here's what I went to do. I went to, I went to YouTube. And I get some WWE guys on the show sometimes. Like Will Noonan's in here. He's a WWE guy. Uh, I've had the, the thrill ride, one-man thrill ride in here. I've had Mark Sherman, the short thing in here. We've talked about it. Uh, who else? I've had Michelle Beadle on this show. Right? She's a big wrestling fan, and we've talked WWE. But I was so- searching for the video of Bray-, Bray Wyatt last night winning the championship. And I came across who I think is going to be the new WWE insider on this show. And he doesn't even know it. General Jerry on YouTube. Don't know who the fuck this kid is. But we got a good old laugh. He just, we just stumbled across his analysis. Let me give you this first. Here's, his, here's what he says. What, he's in Ireland, right? General yes. Jerry yes. is in Ireland, and he is giving you, he's got a microphone in his hand. He's in his bedroom. He's giving you his reaction. He's a young kid, it seems like. It's, it's great. It's, oh, he's this awesome. is gold. This kid is awesome. They, what does he have, 2,000 subscribers? He needs. I think like three. Like 3,000. He 000. needs more. He does. He needs more. Here's his reaction, because he has a reaction to Bray Wyatt, and then I'm going to play another clip. Let's hear his Bray Wyatt winning the championship thoughts. Let's um, hear it. Just to let you guys know, Bray Wyatt has indeed won the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It is his very first singles championship ever. He's actually never won a singles championship ever. And uh, the only one he's actually won is in the Florida um, development team. He won a tag team for that. And he won the tag team championships with Randy Orton on SmackDown. That was only like, I think like it was like a month ago or something or a few weeks ago. Um, So Bray Wyatt is going to be at WrestleMania. He's going to be in the main event along with Randy Orton. It does look like it's Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. People are saying that they want a triple threat. To me personally, it looks like it's going to be 
John Cena versus The Undertaker. Oh, now, I go. personally would have preferred the championship be on the line, but hey, we can't all get what we want. No, we can't, can't get what we want. To me personally, <laughs> it looks like John Cena will be facing Taker. All right, give Mania. me. So I'm watching this. I'm watching this, and I kind of fast forward to see what what's going on. And he, I, I don't even know, like what this match was. He's talking about. I guess it's a two on one. They call it a handicapped match, two on one, and it's like a. Probably one of the first matches of the show. Nobody really cares about it. But this General Jerry. He's pissed off. Oh, he's fired up. He's fired and, up. Um, here's what he thinks about it. Here's what he thinks about this match at the beginning of the event last night. Apollo Crews and Kalisto. Also, this is another thing that pissed me off. All right? I need to say this, right? He needs to say it. These are faces. Kalisto and Apollo Crews are faces. Faces. Right? Faces. Why the fuck are they celebrating a two-on-one match? It's two versus one. They grant that Dolph Ziggler did fucking beat up Kalisto, right? But at the end result, whenever Kalisto... And by the way, this was another thing that pissed me off. Kalisto was doing this. Now, I need, I need to fucking say this shit right now. I need to say this shit. Look at this here, right? Say this, it. This is Kalisto General when he Jerry, went through the say screen. It. Right? He's doing this. Trust me. He went like this here. Right? Right. Now, you think he's legit, like, you thought, well, maybe he'll sell a little better. Maybe he's against Dolph Ziggler and he's, like, kicking awkwardly. So worked up. No, the motherfucker does that. Surprise, motherfucker. And then does <laughs> fucking all these twists and kicks and all. And then at the end, he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm injured. What the fuck is that shit? And then Apollo Crews and fucking Kalisto start celebrating. You just beat up one man. How can you be celebrating this shit? It's ridiculous to me, people. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Did, but what did you think of that Kalisto bullshit? I was fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> did you see that shit? The motherfucker's going like this. And then all of a sudden, he's like flipping like he's fucking John Wick. You ever seen that movie, John Wick? He's like fucking flying everywhere. It's fucking ridiculous. General Jerry. Ridiculous. Oh, he's ridiculous. Brandon said Kalisto was ass. Kalisto no selly injury. Fuck that shit. It's ridiculous. No sell. Nobody was talking Not about this. Selling on the injury. And then literally, but Kalisto, you fucking hamster fucker. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> At least sell the fucking injury batter, you fucking idiot. Fuck. Jesus, just do something. Anything. Sell a fucking injury. It was the fucking ridiculous thing I ever seen in my fucking life. Ridiculous what? I ever seen. <laughs> and Dolph Ziggler loses. Dolph Ziggler. And you know what, though? Uh, you know what the crazy I, thing about that's this? It, that's Never it. Would General Jerry with uh, Monday WWE Report. Ridiculous. Uh, we're going to use General Jerry. He doesn't know it, but I'm going to keep going back to his stuff. We'll, we'll see anything big that happens. In the WWE, I need his reaction uh, because he's way too fired up about a fight with guys that I've never even heard of. Although, who's it? Cal Dolph Ziggler. No, yeah, is it Kalisto? Kalisto and, I don't know, somebody else. I, Apollo. I, I, Apollo. I don't know who Apollo, Apollo is. Uh, I don't know who Apollo is. I don't know either. I get it. Yeah, who knows? Uh, General Jerry knows. He's fired up. He's He is pissed off. That he didn't sell the injury. Ridiculous. The most ridiculous thing he's ever seen. Gotta he sell didn't it. sell the injury. You gotta sell it. <laughs> so there you go. That also happened last night. An eventful weekend. Uh, trade deadline's coming up. 
keeps everything a little bit more exciting, but you do get that that point in time, maybe mid to late March, where you hit a low and you got the brackets, you have March Madness, um, and I guess you got your postseason pushes for the Bruins trying to get into the postseason. The Celtics, they know they'll be in. What will be the seed and what will their roster look like? Will they improve at the trade deadline? Same thing goes for the Bruins. And, of course, spring training baseball. Pitches and catches have reported. Spring training games right around the corner. They get the World Baseball Classic, which I hate, by the way. I hate the World Baseball Classic, but they're going to do it anyways. You can get this podcast whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere. Podcasts are available. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. Like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Danny Picard Show. And, uh, yeah, thanks for watching me on Facebook Live. We're going to keep rolling out this live video for you, and it automatically archives so you can watch it whenever you want if you can't catch the whole thing live. And I also put them all up on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Anything else we need to get to before the weekend? I'll be back in here Wednesday giving you another Facebook video with some thoughts on anything that transpires the next couple days. And, uh, of course, the next podcast on Friday. Before I let you go, I got to let you know, DraftKings.com, you can play for free. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball coming up. Use my promo code PIC, that's P-I-C, to play for free and win big money for free with your first deposit. Again, the promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. I am out. Talk to you later this week.